Hello and welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a safe space for women struggling with an unexpected and unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, and I too have been where you are. It was a crushing time in my life, and to help me cope, I kept a journal. Today, I'm cracking that journal open to share with you those raw, emotional, and sometimes pretty embarrassing chronicles, and also to take a deep dive, sharing my current perspective on them, now that I'm on the lighter side. My mission is to give you support, validation, and encouragement during these difficult times, and to offer you tips, tools, and build up your strength so that you can push through the heavy pages of your own life. This is Josie, back with you again, ready to share more of my journal entries, ready to discuss, ready to explore, uh, ready to, I don't know, get emotional, maybe? I don't know. I guess it'll depend on what today's entry has in store for us. First again, I want to thank you all for the support. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time to listen and I hope that what you hear either entertains you or speaks to you or motivates you or brings you hope. I guess without further ado, let's get into this week's journal entry, which will be for Sunday, March 21st. All right. So today has not been the best day. I mean, I went out with my best friend since middle school, and hung out for a while. That was fun, except that for the most part, all we did was talk about men, our men. I guess I'm feeling tired of it all and a bit sad. I'm trying to hold on till Wednesday when I will get to talk to the therapist and maybe Guy will also go and we can get some of this stuff straight. And I guess if he does not go, I will also still be getting stuff straight. Or at least I'll know that he was BSing me the other day. I don't know. I don't want to jump to the wrong conclusions. I want to let things play out. I want to make it to the retreat where all we will be doing is talking about our issues. I want to be patient and I just, and just let things work themselves out. I do not want to screw things up like I did the last time. I want to give him time, but lately we have been talking too much and I need to put an end to that. When I go to work tomorrow, I'm going to delete his name from the I am thing on the computer. That way, I will not see him logging on while I'm there. I'm also going to leave him alone again. I will need to talk to him tomorrow because he will be bringing me the boy. But after that, I'm going to not talk to him. So on Tuesday, I'm going to send him an email with the time of the session and that's all. I will not call him on Wednesday or Tuesday. I will just leave it up to him and see if he does not show up. If he does not show, then shit, I don't know. I will have to deal with that as it comes, and I will have someone there to help me. God willing, the therapist can give me a bit of insight and help me start dealing with all of this. I guess I need to go back to what I did in the beginning of the week, and that is cut contact with him. I think about Some of the things he said to me the other day, like how it was too little, too late, and why didn't I do these things before? And I think about how he has mentioned going to vacation with his friend and coworker, and I'm like shocked. Like, what the fuck? 
You are a married man with a family. Why the hell do you want to go out with this single guy on vacation? Why wouldn't you want to save that time and go with us? It just blows my mind. I don't understand. Well, I guess I do. He lets others influence his opinions on himself and his family. This guy is living the dream. He has no real responsibility. He's free to do whatever he wants. And he is, on purpose or not, making Guy want that. I could be wrong, but I do not think so. I'm starting to think that it is not so much me. It is more him, that he is being a follower, that he is wanting all that freedom. I need to let him have it. I need to leave things alone. I vow right now here to leave Guy alone except for an email to tell him when the sessions are. I plan to not talk to him. I'm going to give our boy the phone when he calls and only talk to him when he asks to talk to me. And whenever that happens, I will be friendly, but keep it short. I'm going to give him and me the time because it could be that I will get over him, but I need to let myself. I need to realize that I was born alone. Well, you know what I mean, that I have never been this needy over a man. I was fine before Guy, and I will be fine after him. I can take care of myself and my son, and I will do anything I need to do to make that happen. So what? I will miss him? Sure. So what? I will be lonely for a while? I will live. I will not die. I have my son that needs and loves me. I will spend time with him and time on my own and get back my confidence. Didn't I used to think that if it were not for our son, Guy and I would have ended long time ago? I need to stop digging in my heels and being dragged by him. I need to let go and stand up for myself. No more fucking self-pity. I can do it. I will do it. And if we were meant to be, then the love will still be there and we will come back together again. But right now, I have no power to make that happen. I need to work on what I can control, my relationship with my son, my relationship with God, my weight and my appearance, my business and building it up into something that will support my son and I. Those are the things I can control. That is what I need to focus on. Everything else will fall into place. With God's help, amen. This one was another doozy, and I have so much to say about it. And the first thing that comes up is I see where I may have been wrong when I'm reviewing this, specifically about him wanting to take a trip with his friend, his work buddy. You know what? Before my divorce, or maybe right after my divorce, I started doing yearly girls trips with my closest and dearest friends. And those have been some of the best trips that I've had. I mean, I love them. So I needed it. I just needed to be away. It wasn't because I didn't love my husband. It wasn't because I didn't love my family. It wasn't because I didn't love my son. It was because I just needed some girl time. I didn't go anywhere to cheat or anything. But anyway, I don't believe I started these girls trips until after we were already separated. So that doesn't really fall into it. But I also know that going on these trips, even if I was married, my intention wouldn't have been to be hooking up or meeting other people and stuff like that. And I think that I was being unfair to him wanting to do these trips. This is what I see now looking back on it. 
it would have been fine. I mean, if he's going because he wants to cheat and if his friend is going to instigate that, I mean, I couldn't control that. But for him to maybe get away, there, there really wasn't anything wrong with that, except for he was already unhappy in life and in a marriage. And my fear was that if he went and really got to enjoy this freedom that he wouldn't want to come back. And he'd say, whoa, the grass is greener. This is what I'd rather be doing with my life. And you know what? He didn't go on the trip, but guess what? He still left. So I don't think that it would have made a difference, except, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have come off as so controlling, rigid, mean. I don't know. Anyway, realistically, it's not a huge thing, but I can look back on it and say that that was, you know, my bad. That was not like the worst thing in the world that he really wanted to do. It was just in the grand scheme of everything else that was going on where that just sounded like it was inconceivable to go on a vacation with other people and not his family. Now, I will say, because of finances, because we were terrible financially, because he loved to spend money, um, we hardly went anywhere. We didn't go anywhere on any trips. I mean, really, I think if we went four places during our entire marriage. Maybe that's a lot. And so I'm sure that I also felt like, wow, I mean, we don't go on trips. We don't go places, but you want to go out with this guy? So, you know, there are many layers to why I found this to be a problem. Anyway, uh, what else did I see in this entry? Well, I see that I still deep down knew that I could do this. I still deep down knew that even though I didn't want to do it, that I could do it. I could be the mother. I could be the provider. I could make our two little person family of my son and I, I could make it something. And I don't believe that it was just to get me through. I know I could do it because I am that kind of person Let's, you know, side note, I suck at doing it to lose weight and I'm terrible at that. And that is just one of my biggest weaknesses. But you know what? I say that now, but I still did the weight then too. Not anywhere near, you know, bodybuilder, amazing woman, but I did make a difference. I'm actually thinking that the years after my divorce were the best years that I looked. So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I... I did always believe in myself. I just, in this marriage, unfortunately, just the way things were, um, and I may mention this later, but since it's coming up now, I'm just going to say it. The one thing about us was that I was always an extrovert. I was always a people person. I was always out and about and doing stuff. And he was the type of person that hung out on the computer all day long. If I had a party with friends, They would ask where he was, and he was up in the office. He was an introvert. And during the length of our marriage, I ended up turning more like him than him turning more like me. I turned into a copy of him. I was isolated. I was unfriendly, or I wasn't outgoing. I just stuck to myself. I stuck to our house. I stuck to our little circle, our, our little... I lost myself. I really, people say that, but really I did. I was not myself. And every time I would later think about it, I'm like, this was not me. This is him. I sucked in all of his energy and I let it just totally take up 
my energy and who I am and my being. And that's probably why I felt so bad at the end and so needy at the end because I was a version of him and not at all a virgin version of myself that I know was there and was there because I did progress, because I did all these things that I said that I was going to do without him. Well, I mean, there's always, I'm always there. I'm still always giving myself that motivation. I will get mad at myself. I do blame myself and I did see that I am blaming myself for screwing it up. And by screwing it up was because I pressured him and told him that I needed an answer. And then he gave me the answer and it wasn't the answer that I wanted. And so I blamed myself for that. But when I think about that, I'm like, what am I blaming myself for? For asking a fair question, what do you want? I know what I want. What do you want? Do you want to be with me? Do you not want to be with me? I can't just be like, well, you know, let them think about it. And I'll just kind of sit here. I've never been that kind of person. I couldn't be that kind of person. So I can't really beat myself up too much about, oh, I screwed up by wanting to know what's happening in a situation that absolutely affects my life. Another thing that I always advise people, especially now more than ever, because back when we were breaking up, uh, you know, the internet and Facebook and all that stuff wasn't as right in your face as it is now. But we had IMing, we had text messaging, we had the phone. And um, even with just that little bit of technology, which really now it is such a little bit of technology, it was hard to disconnect. It was too easy to continue to connect, too easy to just write and say, hey, what's up? How are you doing? And then just stare at your phone waiting for a reply back. Something that I always, always recommend is if you're going through a separation, cut communication, cut it, stop, don't talk, don't write, don't space, space, don't follow, don't see. I'm just going to see what he's doing on his page. Or if I don't have his page, let me see if maybe his friend is putting something about him on his page. It does no good for you. It holds you back. It, it's unhealthy. And it doesn't let you move forward because you're too worried about what is he doing? What is he saying? Where is he up to? Is he having more fun than me? How dare he? You know, it's a... It's a vulnerable time. You're so vulnerable and you don't need that extra, extra, how do I say? You just don't need that one more, you just don't need one more thing holding you back. One more thing to take you off your focus. One more thing to hold back your confidence. So cut as much communication as possible. And I could tell when I wasn't talking to him, even in these few short entries that I've read, I can tell that once I start talking to him, my mind starts spinning. I start doubting myself. I start feeling confused. I start ang- having the anxiety. But when I put the brakes and don't, I can let my inner voice speak. And I'm doing so much better. So this is not a lesson that I learned in this particular journal entry because obviously we continue to talk and I continue to make mistakes. I do also see that I notice. I did also mention that I did believe that our relationship would absolutely not have lasted had my son not been born or not been born had I not gotten pregnant. If I had not gotten pregnant, I really don't think that we would have. I would have noticed that we were just not the right match. I noticed that we weren't really a great match early on, 
but we had a child. We were together. I was going to make it work. I tried. So I see where I know that a child isn't what keeps you together. And so that that wasn't going to be our glue forever, unfortunately. And it wasn't. And that's okay. I, I say unfortunately, but it really, it's okay. Of In retrospect, I can say it's more than okay. But I can see that I was aware. Deep down, I was aware. Okay. I kind of feel like I'm rambling now, so I'm going to stop. I think I covered the most important parts of this journal entry. There was some interesting stuff here, some good stuff here, lessons that, wow, I'm still learning years later. And hopefully uh, some kernels that resonate with you guys and will help you. Anyway, thank you all again for sharing some time with me. And I look forward to talking to you on the next one. Have a super day. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know you have many other options to choose from. If you would like to join a community of women to discuss further details of the episodes and to reach out to me, you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. If you just want to drop me a quick note, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast and haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate, subscribe, and maybe share with others. And please remember that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. I'll see you next week.